When you know that you are queer, but your favorite drink is beer, that's gayish. You can bottom without stopping, but you can't stand going shopping, that's gayish. Oh, gayish, you're probably gayish. Well, life's just too short for narrow stereotypes, so oh, it's gayish. We're also gayish. It's gayish with Mike and Kyle. Hello, everyone in the podcast universe. This is gayish. The podcast that is dripping with excitement. I thought you were going to say because it's so goddamn humid here. It's so fucking hot, y'all. Hi. <laughs> uh, I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. And we're here to bridge the gap between sexuality and actuality. And today, we're going to talk about... Don't tell them. Exactly. It's a long-standing live show tradition that we don't reveal the topic until a few minutes into the show for absolutely no good reason whatsoever. <laughs> But first, welcome. Uh, yeah, welcome to Sidetrack and Hi Chicago. Uh, y'all are the third stop on our six-city tour, and uh, uh, so far my favorite, Don't Tell the Others. When, okay, when our lift got into the uh, rainbow crosswalks, I was like, okay, we're in the right neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> we're here. And then, because it was so fucking hot yesterday, there were a thousand men jogging shirtless. Yeah. There were thick boys. There were skinny boys. There were big boys. There were all kinds of boys. Welcome to Boys Town. Yeah. <laughs> uh, big thank you to Sidetrack for having us. Such an iconic bar. Such a great space. Really uh, happy to be here. Uh, how many of you have heard the show before? Oh, my God. You listen. <laughs> yeah, we, we have tens of listeners. Tens of listeners. They're all they, here. They all came. <laughs> uh, uh, and uh, how many of you are gayish version, virgins? Never heard it before. Great. Welcome. Excellent. I hope you looped up. Uh, it, it's going to be great. Um, okay. Oh, yeah. Another round of applause. Uh, how many of you all are in the, the queer umbrella? LGBTQIA+. Plus? Big overlap with the listeners. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I'm noticing a trend. Uh, and do we have any allies, straight people? You, are you here? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Great. Love it. Welcome. Everybody be nice to them. <laughs> it's so hard being a straight person in today's America. <laughs> We're going to need like a pop-up video explanation for the th- Poppers <laughs> are not to be drank. <laughs> Please only inhale up your nose. Um, so, so because there are some people that have never heard the show before, uh, this is a very, very not safe for work show. Uh, if that's a problem for you, there's a big sign that says exit right over there. Uh, we are wow. a show about gay stereotypes. We do one topic per week and been doing it for a little over six years. This will be episode 346. <laughs> Something like that. Uh, please, please, please take as many selfies and videos as you can and tag them at Gayish Podcast. Every single one of them will make more work for Derek, our producer, and we like to make his life hard. Oh, he's over there at the bar. Say hi to Derek, everybody. Uh, because, of the, because of the thunderstorm last night, uh, Derek hasn't slept. He landed in Minneapolis and just got here. So uh, be, be extra kind to him. He's running ragged. <laughs> uh, oh, at the end of the show, we always do our gayest and straightest. It's the stereotypically gayest and stereotypically straightest thing about us each week, just to show that everybody has a little of column A and a little of column B all the time. But uh, at live shows, we'd like to hear yours. It's audience participation time. We'll take three or four of you, come up here to the mic and give yours. And there's a mug you can go home with if you do. Uh, so be thinking about your gayest and straightest so you can share them. Love to hear. Thinking about the gayest is always the easiest. It's thinking about the straight things that you do that you really have to go back into your memory and reflect on. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I totally agree. Um, and uh, last thing, we always, again, for absolutely no reason, have a tradition of taking a break. Every show we take a break. And then that's when we play ads. But when we do live shows, we take, <laughs> we, 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 we take a break and, uh, and we do a shot. So if you want to do a shot with us when we take a break, make sure you have a shot before we get there, which will be in... An hour or so from now. Um, yeah. 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 We're here. Yeah. Uh, Going to do the news in just a little bit, but first we do have a hundred words. Uh, <laughs> at a certain level of Patreon, if you pay, uh, if you send in a hundred words, I will say them with my mouth hole. So uh, is, is Squaggle here by chance? There you oh. are. Okay. Excellent. This is, this, is, this is from that man right over there. It says, Mike... Can I use your mouth in Chicago? 
If so, you're blo- reading the fucking email. I, I, I know. I know. Calm down. It's fine. <laughs> this doesn't make sense. It's okay. <laughs> I can do what I want to. It's my show too, Kyle. I guess I'll just drink my wine. Don't worry Great. about me. Uh, if so, below are my one hundred words or thereabouts. Tops exist. Yes, both the noun and the verb. Bottoms are also valid as a noun, verb, or proverb too. <laughs> Bisexual, trans, intersex, sides, as well as everyone in and out of the queer community, don't let them or they define you. Labels meet no end. Be you, settle, or don't. Explore. The beauty is how unique and different we are. Be as authentic as you feel safe in your place and time. Know that you are valid. Explore. Please, for the generation behind and ahead of us, display queer joy in any way you can. We are all the stewards of this rare and beautiful experience. It is our task to let the others know. Think of ways to build our community and explore. Cheers, Squaggle. Thank you, sir. I'm really annoyed with you that that's going to be the most thoughtful thing that has been said on this stage tonight. (laughs) (laughs) It's annoying. Yeah, uh, now let's get on to our other nonsense, I guess. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah you ready? Uh, sure, yeah. Here's the news. Shut your mouth hole. It's time for your ear holes. News, news, news. All right, news the first. Oh, I can see your computer screen. Oh, what? no, it's okay. Fucking look that way. All right. <laughs> Uh, usually Mike makes me look away from him when we're recording the podcast. <laughs> it's in his contract. Yeah, don't look directly into the mic. Um, <laughs> so the Miss Italy beauty pageant um, uh, has a patron named Patrizia Mirliani, and she has insisted that all contestants in the Miss Italy pageant be, quote, women from birth. Uh, and so in protest a group of trans men have entered the Miss Italy contest yes. <laughs> uh, as a protest uh, against trans women being in the pageant they say they want to quote blow away the sandcastle of biology that organizers have been hanging on to uh, activist Federico Barbarossa, who's from southern Italy, began the protest. Uh, he told Pink News, that's where I'm sourcing this, uh, that the pageant's stance is yet another example of growing hostility towards LGBTQ people in his country. Uh, quote, since the very first moment I heard about the women from birth rule, it was clear to me how out of touch with the present this pageant was. I signed up as a joke at first, but I really wanted to blow away the sandcastle built on biology that they've been hanging on to. I think that's so fucking great. Yeah. I like the way of describing it, too. The sandcastle of biology. It is very flimsy at best. At best, yeah. Uh, it, I, I think, too, I'm, I'm really enamored with this idea of the pictures of, like, the Lath Ashleys of the world, like, super-duper hot trans men posting and saying, is this who you want in a women's restroom? Because that's what your fucking stupid policies are saying should be the law. Yeah. Right? It's just... It's so stupid. Uh <laughs> Dickbag, fuckface, assholes, Kyle, there, everywhere. There we go, another nominee. <laughs> this pageant. Uh, okay, news the second. This one is pretty intense. So uh, the Women's World Cup uh, had a press conference here last week, and the BBC had a uh, journalist who asked the Moroccan women's team, quote, in Morocco, it's illegal to have a gay relationship. Do you have any gay players in your squad? And what's life like for them in Morocco? Wow, that's a dangerous question. That is a dangerous question. He's basically asking this person to out their teammates in a country in which that could get them killed, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Anyway, so uh, the the press conference moderator stopped the question and said that it was political in nature and that reporters should just stick to questions relating to football. the, the journalist hit back and said the question was not political, but, quote, about people. But in Morocco, homosexuality is punishable with a prison sentence between six months and three years and a fine of up to 1,200 dirhams. Uh, there's state-enforced censorship, no protections from discrimination. It was a dangerous, dangerous question to ask. Yeah. Now, I don't think that there was any ill intent there. Just well, the, the privilege of not realizing that it's a shitty question. Yeah, but you, we also, like, uh, it's a question that could be asked in genuine earnest and not knowing, or it could be someone that knows what they're doing. It's like, you don't know from that one moment what they actually, you'd have to look back at that person's history and know a little bit more about what their intent was. Yeah. I bet you can find it. I bet with the internet you can figure out what they were trying to get at. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. Gayish. Gayish. 
Kyle is right. Kyle's probably right. By the way, whoever's wearing the Team Kyle shirt, that's yeah! hilarious. <laughs> uh, yeah, there we go. Yeah. Uh, Team Mike shirts available in the merch store tomorrow. <laughs> it seems like we shit together. Oh my God, we could have a competition. Whoever buys, yeah, that's some smart marketing. Hold on, let me take a. <laughs> everybody, shut up. Let me take a note real quick. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, news the last. Great. So uh, yeah, a, in Florida, a 38-year-old manatee named Hugh has died because of traumatic injuries caused by his brother banging him. So, uh, apparently... Stepbrother. Yeah. <laughs> apparently, uh, his older... No, sorry. I don't know if he's older or not. But his brother's name is Buffett, or Buffet. Not sure. Both are pretty great. Uh, but uh, apparently has been they've, been... they've been having, quote, consensual and natural mating behaviors for the last two months. <laughs> Uh, unfortunately, that led to a heightened encounter between them in April, uh, in, in which Buffett mounted Hugh numerous times throughout the day, and Hugh sustained a fatal injury. Uh, I want to get so, fucked so hard I die. <laughs> That's a dream. That's a life goal right there. Uh, we're going to be at sidetrack after this for a while. If anybody wants to... <laughs> Uh, so the aquarium said, quote, thank you for your continued support during this heartbreaking time. Our moat family continues to mourn the loss of Hugh, and we know you do. Sorry, very, Hugh. very sad, very tragic. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, apparently, apparently manatees are one of a number of, of uh, different animals that have, you know, homosexual anal sex for fun. Dolph their... Dolphins, manatees, uh, lo lots, lots and lots of different ones. With but... their brothers? I don't know that they care who they're related to, Kyle. I guess so. Huh. Yeah. I, I do. Yeah. <laughs> That's just a thing about me that you should know. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing your brother's not here. Oh, um, God. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's it. That's the news. Um, before we move on to the topic, I want to ask, is anyone here a Patreon member? Oh, my God. You all came out too. Well, thank you so much to Patreon. Because of Patreon, um, we are able to do this tour and, and be here today. So thank you so much for everyone uh, who signs up for Patreon. Yeah, thanks for breakfast, everyone. It was really delicious. <laughs> it was a working, working breakfast. Um, are we ready to reveal the topic? Yep, absolutely. For absolutely no reason whatsoever, the topic is a secret until right now. Family feud style, we're going to count down from three. And when Kyle flips the sign over, I want you to yell it back at us, if that makes sense. I overcomplicate things. That's how I roll. Uh, are you ready? Yeah. Three, two, one. Boners! That's right. We're going to talk about boners. For those at home, that was boners. <laughs> nailed it. Y'all nailed it. Uh, so how the topic got chosen. For live shows, it's fun to make people yell things it's, at you. It's fun to make y'all yell boners at us. <laughs> and, and every time we point at you, yell it at us. Boners! Thank you. Crushing it. Uh, also, by the way, uh, thank you to Stephanie Ho, one of my coworkers who was working the door today. She let me know yesterday, because she's on the team, I let her know what the topic was going to be, and she gifted me with the magic that is the song Ghost with a Boner by what? Diarrhea Planet. What? Uh, it, it's a lot. It's, it's definitely worth checking out. So thanks, thanks, Stephanie, I heart you. Does that have to go on the playlist now? Uh... Yeah, I think it does. I think it does, I too. I think it does. Great. Oh, we have a Spotify playlist, everybody. Every song that we mention or sing or talk about ends up on there. It, it is a cornucopia of fuckery. It is it, a hodgepodge of our interests. Uh, okay, yeah. You want to talk about boners? Yeah. Um, I'm going to tell you about the definition Great. of boners. Great. Okay, there are three definitions, which is more than I thought that there were. I mean, there's only one that matters. <laughs> there's one that matters. Um, so according to Merriam-Webster, one is an erect penis. Um, nailed it. Nailed it. Got it. You got it. That wasn't the first one in their list, though. Oh. The first one in their list was one that bones. <laughs> I, I mean, if you play your cards right, I suppose. I've never, I've never referred to someone that's about to have sex with me as a boner. I, is it like, like taking bones out of something? Like, that's like, a de-boner. Well... <laughs> Touche. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, the third is a clumsy or stupid mistake. Yeah. 
yeah, so, yeah, yeah. But that feels, uh, I don't know, do you say that ever? No. That fe- I don't know why that feels like a weird, is that like an older thing to say? Or So, so do you remember the show Growing Pains? I remember of it. Yeah, the, well, there was there was a character named Richard Boner Stabone. He was a kid, and he oh. m- made mistakes all the time. He was a goofy weirdo, uh, played by Joshua Andrew Koenig. And uh, but his name was Boner, and they would say Boner a whole bunch. And when I when Growing Pains was on TV, I was like I, pretty young, five, six, seven years old. I'm guessing something like that, because 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 I'm 35. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, yep. 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 Uh, but but I remember having very weird feelings about the fact this character's name was Boner. And like, <laughs> you, my mom is sitting right there. Like, you stop. had weird feelings about Boner as yes, a kid. Absolutely. <laughs> that's surprising to hear. Anyway, but I, I mean, that's I think that character is why I know that Boner means like mistake. Mm. I think because nobody says that. I want no. I want to bring that back. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just think that's fucking hilarious. Way to go, Boner. Um, uh, Urban Dictionary also has a couple definitions that I'm going to share with you. Great. Good old Urban Dictionary. Um, I'm glad we don't have to pay them. Right? The amount of content that we use from them. (laughs) If you want a podcast, just read Urban Dictionary. It's pretty easy. Um, One is your penis's version of a thumbs up. Excellent. (laughs) Um, Another definition, I went through all of them to pick out the best ones. Another definition was something that seems to happen whenever you're with your accountant. (laughs) They mean the mistake version, right? (laughs) Oh, no, I just thought they really liked accountants. Right. I don't know. I don't know what you're into. Mm. Uh, the last one. <laughs> Tax returns make me hard. Yeah. <laughs> I was, yeah. I was get an extension. <laughs> oh, that's great. The last definition is a racial slur for skeletons. <laughs> That's the definition of boner, Mike. Great, great. I love it. Yeah. I love it. It's your turn. Oh, it's my turn? Yep. Okay, great. Well, I'm going to talk to you about the history of... <laughs> the history of boners. No, you're That's not. Right. That's well, not a... I mean, not really. We've been getting boners ever since we could. Right. It's absolutely true. The, yeah, yeah. It I started mean, with Adam. Before that, even. Before that. Did, does God have a boner? Yeah. Really? I, I mean... Yeah. Uh, he, you, how else can you explain his like need to populate or whatever? Oh, like, ew. wow! Interesting take on God. Yeah. Well, huh. yeah. Uh, so, so the word boner, as you correctly pointed out, has a bunch of meanings, and the earliest of those is to make a mistake. It comes from 1912. Oh, did I steal your shit? No, it's fine. Okay. Uh, and it's meant erect penis since the 1950s, uh, which, at least according to Edom, Edom Online, one of my favorite sources, did not pay for content. <laughs> Nerd. Um, uh, is that it comes from bone-on, which was a variation of hard-on. Huh. So hard-on came first, and then bone-on, and then boner. Anyway. Hmm. Um, but what I really wanted to talk to you about is sort of the biological history of, of boners, in particular, the baculum. Okay. Not S- Scott Bacula. Uh, Scott That's Baculum? <laughs> Scott Baculum. Uh, but the baculum is an actual penis bone that a lot of animals have. And... Does uh, do manatees have them? Oh. <laughs> Is that what happened there? I don't think they do. Sorry, that news story is going to stick with me. That's, that won't, I'll be talking, but in the back of my head, yep. that's yep. all I'll be thinking about. Uh, when, when people ask you who your spirit animal is from now on, you can say manatee. <laughs> that dead manatee. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Die, die, he died. Oh my God. Doing what he loved. Um, (laughs) Okay, focus. Sorry. (laughs) The the, the baculum is a penis bone that exists in many, many mammals, including like cats and dogs, and but even other primates, right? Like the the gorilla and the chimpanzee have a actual like bone in there. Penis. And the idea about this is that it's to let them bang for longer. That if you don't oh. have to if you don't have to depend on like blood and blood pressure to keep an erection because you've got like an actual bone in there that you can bone for longer. Yeah, that seems like an evolutionary advantage. Well, so So why don't we have one? Why don't we have it? That's a really good question, which Thank I will try to answer and probably fuck up. Okay. <laughs> You'll make a boner. <laughs> yeah. Um so so 
there are, okay, so first of all, it's not true that no humans have bones in their penis, and the reason for that is because of this process called ossification. Uh, that's when a part of your body turns into a bone, but it shouldn't. Um, but there was, there was a five-year-old boy who apparently got some kind of a injury to his penis, and it ossified and turned into a literal bone. Oh, so, poor kid. Yeah, that was a problem. But for the most part, humans don't have uh, a, a baculum. Um, and there are a couple of thoughts about why we don't have one, like why it evolved away, because uh, it's evolved separately many different times in different species, and we're one of the few examples of it evolving away. Hmm. And uh, so the, there's the tactile stimulation hypothesis that says it's all about uh, ladies having more choices that a boneless penis is more flexible and allows, allows her a larger range of copulatory positions and whole body movement. Feminist! <laughs> That's the feminist agenda. <laughs> Let's go, ladies. <laughs> um, it, and there really is a social aspect to it. It basically is like, as soon as we could talk, she said, ow, stop it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> And, and that, that's part of the, the evolution away from it. There's the mating, shift, uh, mating system shift hypothesis that says that um, uh, humans tended toward monogamy. Boo, monogamy. <laughs> but, uh, but that became the dominant, re dominant reproductive strategy. And th that uh, made the baculum obsolete because we didn't have to bang as long because monogamy made it clearer who the father was or something. Huh. Um, huh. But then uh, one, um, one last example is uh, that uh, primates with a baculum only infrequently encounter females but bang for a longer period of time and that maximizes their chances. Uh, but because human females exhibit concealed ovulation, meaning you can't tell when a human female is fertile, uh, we had to bang more often, and therefore the bone was like problematic. The bone is about amount of time. The yeah. more the the bone is there to do do it for longer, and we didn't need that anymore. Yep. Okay. Got yep. it. I'm following. I exactly right. Uh, and then I thought it was really interesting that the baculum is just Latin for stick, and so there, <laughs> there is a there's it's an, a little on the nose. <laughs> there's an argumentum ad baculum, which is to like beat somebody with a stick until they agree with you. Oh, Jesus. But then when you realize a baculum is also penis bone, that's kind of funny. <laughs> beat them with a penis bone until they agree. Um, yeah, that, that's, I'll, I'll stop there. I'll okay. stop there. Okay, that's the history of that's boners. That's the history of boners, yeah. Um, are you ready for some gata? Yeah, let's talk about some gata. I know where you're going to go with this. Okay. I'm <laughs> Some real Gata fans, Kyle. <laughs> Some big Gata heads in the audience. I appreciate you. I, um, I am going to talk to you, according to Gata, about the length of... Boners! Yes, getting more excited the more we drink about boners. I get it. Um, so what, what, are the, what are the chances we could do our own study right here? <laughs> <laughs> there would be some flaws in that, oh. and I will tell you about them. But... First, to tell you, yes, there are some flaws in the way we measure boners. Um, <laughs> so I am going to tell you about a research paper called Average Size Erect Penis, Fiction, Fact, and the Need for Counseling. Mostly fiction. Mostly fiction. <laughs> um, this is by Bruce M. King. He is my king. Um, and uh, this is published in the Journal of Sex and Martial Therapy. Nope sex and marital therapy. Um, <laughs> but my journal would be so much more fun um, in 2021. Okay, so this paper says that it reviews all known studies of measurements of erect or stretched penises. Great. Um, so uh, to, to start off, we're very bad with the study of boners. Um, so... 45, depending on the study you look at, anywhere from 45 to 68% of men wish they had a longer penis. I didn't, I didn't ask, but thank you. <laughs> I mean, yeah, a majority of people say they do, but the average desired penis length, if you had to guess, what, what would men say is their average desired penis length? 
I mean, everybody already claims eight on Scruff, so I'm guessing that that's it. I, I also, eight, I heard that from the audience. Uh, the average is 7.3 in people's ideal world. That's, uh, that's healthy. It's a healthy. That's a healthy penis. That's a, um, that's getting that's getting right after it. That's get, that's get, <laughs> hopefully. Um, most men believe that the average size of a penis uh, is six inches, um, and the reason people believe that is that uh, it started in 1948. Uh, Kinsey, the of the Kinsey scale fame, um, asked men to measure their dicks. Mr. Kinsey, if you're nasty. Mr. Kinsey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, he published a book called Sex Something Something. It did so I good. I didn't write that down. <laughs> um, but he published a book about sex topics, and one of them was he asked men to mail in their average, their penis length, and then he could compile that data. They didn't end up publishing it in that book, but uh, researchers later gathered that data and used it to publish. Um, one of his kind of cutting edge things is that a lot of people weren't asking or talking about this from a very scientific way. Sure. A lot of people before him were just basing this on like patients that they would see and they would write kind of these generalizations rather than actually measuring actual people, actual humans. Um, so the average from that data set uh, was 6.2 inches. Okay. No. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and in the 90s, there were three more studies that asked for self-reported data. Um, the average showed that uh, it was just over six inches. There were two more studies after that that focused specifically on gay men. Those, the average self-reported penis length was a little bit longer at 6.5-ish. Mm. So, I don't know. Um, but there are two issues with this. Do you know one of them? Uh... It's easy to lie when you're writing a profile. It's easy to lie when you're writing your scruff profile. Yep, yep. Do you... This is a side thing. They don't have to listen. Okay. Do you tell the truth on your profiles? I don't put my dick size on my profile. Oh. Are you, you're not on Sniffies. Okay, never okay. mind. <laughs> but what about your other stats? Are all your other stats true? Yes. Well, okay. Okay. Yes. Okay, but... And? <laughs> yeah, and... Uh, I, I say six foot tall, and nobody ever calls me on it because people lie enough about their own height that, like, it's like a oh every, nobody. Every, we're all like wink, wink, you know, lying about it. I'm five eleven and a half, so I'm oh. like, I'm I am rounding up, and I feel bad about that. I feel the, the you feel dude, bad about well, that? the dude that I was dating last year like made a big deal out of it when I told him. He's like, "But your profile says six foot, you fucking liar." I was like. Okay, if that's the that's, deal breaker, then... That's a little much. That's fine. Rounding up on your height is fine. Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> my, my age, absolutely. I'm 44 years old. I plan on owning that and aging gracefully. Uh, uh, fucking Dan had uh, a book. One of his boyfriends used to say that he would put 48 on his profile... Uh, he was actually 42 because he liked when people would say, oh, you look great for your age. <laughs> <laughs> my God, that's a strategy. I, my age, I have not, like they, on, on Sniffies, it doesn't automatically update your age. They don't have my birthday. So I've not yet changed it over to the 37 mark. Oh. And I keep avoiding that. Yeah. Is, it, is that a painful, most people freak out about like the round numbers, right? Yeah. There's something about I'm like not mid thirties anymore. Yeah. Yeah, it's like when people post, like, you know, message on the community board, like, young only. It's like, that's not me anymore, <laughs> so I can't, I don't know. Um, yeah, I, I round a little bit here and there. Um, anyway. What, okay, uh, so you, what? You, you mentioned Stiffies, which you are on. Allegedly, according uh, to me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, d is, is your penis size on there? Yeah. Oh, Okay hint to all the boys um yeah i i mean it's more i don't know it's more important on that one because it's more about like right now hooking up kind of deal but don't you want don't you want to use the other end <laughs> <laughs> i also post that i have a beautiful buttocks and it, you you'll love it i don't know it just seems well i don't send dick pics so i feel like that's the one thing that i can, I can like, I'll tell you about it. I'll describe it in wonderful detail. It's, but I, I just don't, since I don't send dick pics, I figured I'd give them something. Oh, okay. All right. Well. I feel, I don't know. I round up by half an inch because I, I, 
I just feel like everyone does. So every, like you just take half inch off everyone's profile. It's the same thing with height, except each inch is a little bit more meaningful. Yeah. <laughs> As a percentage. Right? As, yeah. Yes, yes. You will, yeah, okay. Anyway, so the, the issues that we have, you, yes, you mentioned people, when people are self-reporting their own data, that is called the social desirability bias. Uh, people over-report desirable traits. Sure. Uh, other things, when someone asks you how much you drink and you tell your doctor lies and lies and yeah. lies. Yeah. Yeah, uh, One Ball Dan, who's been on the show before, is a, is a PA, and he says when he talks to patients, whatever they say, he immediately doubles it oh, in his head. Oh, for sure. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Just, so, that, so next time your doctor asks you, say a quarter of the real answer. <laughs> but by triangulation, you'll get to the... Um, uh, or uh, when you talk about weight or height, other things, people tend to... Uh, yeah, round or be dishonest. So all of those studies that I mentioned where the average dick size was six or over were all based on self-reported data. The other uh, issue is volunteer bias. So when they ask for volunteers, the people that would be more likely to volunteer would be the people with bigger dicks. The people who are like, yeah, here's my dick. Yeah, do you, like, yeah, we're going to measure your dick. Is that cool? Sure. You know, for some people. Um, so they, I only looked at, and they, in this paper, they narrowed it down just to uh, studies where they, the researchers measured erect penises and also measured stretched penises. That's yeah. a different, uh, you know about? I know that that's a thing that gets measured. I'm going to talk about that oh, in, in okay. a little bit, but I okay. don't understand how that's possibly more scientific. <laughs> Like, to grab the end of like, your flaccid dick and stretch it out and measure that just seems not great. It's just fun when you let it go and it goes doing. <laughs> like, <laughs> the researchers need a little something in it for them. Sure. Yeah, so I just looked. I, <laughs> yeah, how, often, how often do you think they just go bing, bing, bing? bing. Like, it rolls back up like a fruit roll up. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I just looked at the studies where researchers measured erect penises. There were nine studies total. If you add up all the um, number of sample sizes, that's over a thousand men, giving us the average actual length of an erect penis is probably between 5.1 and 5.5 inches. Great. Um, because of volunteer bias, it is probably on the lower end of that. Yeah. Is that what you expected, Mike? It, it, yes, it okay. is. All right. Well, that's fun. Although, well, so... <laughs> Episode episode sixty eight, so a million years ago, was dicks, and and we talked about this a, a, a little then, and it sounds like that hasn't changed since then. Dick size hasn't changed much, I, I don't think. Well, but there there were a couple of articles that I ran across that said that like Gen Z has the biggest dicks ever, that like penis size is on the rise. Mike, I need to tell you about metaphors. <laughs> <laughs> Gen Z's metaphorical dick is huge, you all. Like they're gonna save the world. Uh, Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. Um, and then also, just so we can also keep this in perspective, the number of men that have penises that are longer than 6.3 is probably uh, under 12%. Yeah. So it is very rare. When he says any number that is over 6.3, yep. probably yep. probably not. Yep. Um, you're going to talk a little bit more about that. I but, sure am. But... Um, yeah. to. <laughs> <laughs> After the show, though. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's not part of this. It's a separate thing. Um, two more things. The studies that they reviewed, uh, it said there was no evidence that there are any differences relating to race or sexual orientation. Yep. So I've read studies that claim the opposite, that said, says gay men have longer dicks. But yep. Yep. I, this one did not find that to be true. Yeah. There, there is at least one study out there that says that, that gay dudes have bigger dicks, yep. um, but that might be just reporting bias. That might be, yep. Um, and also, I thought this was interesting that a um, review of many of the studies also found that counseling is often effective to convince a majority of men who worry about having a small penis that their penis size is normal. Like basically, because everyone thinks the average is so much bigger than it is, by using counseling to help inform them of what the truth is, that often helps alleviate people's worry. Mm -hmm. So we're here spreading the word. Yeah, spread. <laughs> God. You're welcome, everyone. Uh, I, I just remembered just now, because I'm a professional podcaster and totally prepared everything that I needed for the show today, that I came across a really awesome meme 
Okay, um, meme. I, we're talking. Mike, we're talking about dicks. I was wondering what you're about to show me. Uh, you be careful what you wish for. Okay, uh, this was. So do you know the the porn star Pierce Paris? <laughs> That's a giant dick. Anyway, but he, he posted, guys be like, huge dick. He'll say, not a big deal, take it or leave it. An average dick will say, I have a huge dick, I'm going to break you in half. And a small dick will say, let's hold off on having sex. What we have is so special. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now is the time to say that the guy that I hooked up with that had the smallest dick was the best sex. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's, it's, like, your prostate is not that deep in there. It's, it's pretty, cl- like, you don't need to go that deep to hit that. I don't have to. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was just, that was really good sex. I think people, yeah, small dicks are great. I agree. All dicks are great. I absolutely agree. Yeah. All right. Uh, I've said it on the show a bajillion times, and I will repeat it here today. I'm sorry if you feel like you have to leave. There are no 10-inch dicks. I just don't know that that's true. I, I don't know what you're... I don't... Uh, okay. Okay. Here we go. Okay. I'm going okay. to read some hate mail. Here we go. Uh, wait, is there anybody named Van here? <laughs> <laughs> did you do this? Did who you did, do who, this? Who did okay, this? Okay, okay, great. Okay. Uh, dear Mike and Kyle, I picked up your podcast during the pandemic and have continued to listen. I find the podcast entertaining, informative, and often a little irritating. <laughs> <laughs> One point of irritation is Mike's erroneous claim that based on the bell curve, there are no 10-inch dicks. This argument seems to suggest that the bell curve of normal distribution is strictly the bell of the bell curve, not the entire curve itself, which also contains the tails of the curve, with the population falling under the tails of the curve known as outliers. These outliers, increasingly rare as one moves away from the center point of the bell curve, nonetheless represent a portion of the population that cannot be discounted simply by Mike's declaration. (laughs) IQ is a good example of normal distribution. The average score is 100. People with scores approximately two standard deviations above the norm, score about 132, are considered to have high IQ scores. Only 2% of the population has IQ scores above 132. Yet the highest IQ score recorded was 228, about eight standard deviations above the norm. Of course, I'm not suggesting a 24-inch dick exists simply because a person has an IQ that is eight standard deviations above the norm, but the claim that dicks over 10 inches do not exist because of a misunderstanding of what the bell curve means and the dismissal of outliers should be thrown out immediately. (laughs) (laughs) That was from the crowd, not either of us, just in case the mics picked that up. If I could throw my voice and say asshole like that, I totally would. Uh, The other facts are, I've touched dicks over 10 inches. No, you haven't. I've measured them. No, you haven't. I've laid my 7-inch, probably not, hard dick on top of them, and there has been way more than 3 inches left of the big guy's dick below mine. I've seen 10-inch plus dicks online with tape measures and verifiable lengths. Are these extra-large dicks common? No. However, if there were better worldwide studies of penis size, I'm quite certain this issue would be put to bed, pun intended. In reality, I'm fearful this may be a silly ruse of Mike's to round up and witness every dick over 10 inches in the world. Well, fucking duh. (laughs) Correct. And if that is the case, and since I support that effort wholeheartedly, I guess I don't give a shit about Mike's fucked up statistics argument. Go for it. Just share your goddamn photos, dude. (laughs) Keep up the mostly good work, Van. (laughs) Sometimes, like... When you say that there are no 10-inch dicks, I just say, like, that's not true, and then leave it there. This person, like, put together an essay on the fact that they exist. Allow me to retort, Van. Wow, do I need to be... I'm I'm just going (laughs) to chill out. Uh, There is a site called CalcSD, and it is the Penis Size Percentile Calculator, and it has taken... I'll post a link on socials somewhere, y'all. It's really fun to just boop, boop, boop. Let's ask about this dick. Um, uh, But uh, they they look at all the studies that you just mentioned and have put them into a model that you can then say, like, length and girth, what, where do I sit on the spectrum? And it very much looks like standard distribution. Uh, But they have, as their number, very similar to what you just said, 5.49 inches is what, when you aggregate all of the studies, comes up with as the answer. With a standard deviation, a tight standard deviation... Of 0.66 inches. So, what does that mean? That means that 68% of men 
just as you said a little bit ago, are, yeah, you were, it's a different statistic, but same curve. 68% uh, of men are between 4.8 and 6.2 inches. 95% of men, 95% of men are between 4.1 inches and 6.8 inches. So if you have seven inches or more, congratulations, you're already killing the curve for everybody else. <laughs> Uh, and 99.7% of men are between three and a half and seven and a half inches. Again, anything over seven and a half, much less eight, is fucking gigantic. Okay? Okay. <laughs> now, there are outliers. Uh huh. I myself, the biggest dick that I have ever seen that was like, yes, go ahead and measure this because I was into that, uh, was <laughs> what? You were into that? Yeah. What? You, wow, wait. Is this like a kink or something? Like a measuring fetish? A little bit. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Look, if, if a kink that would lead me to start a podcast with some, some schmo and do it for six years so I can say <laughs> no 10-inch dicks exist, like that's, that's the only goal I have, Kyle. <laughs> uh, I, I, I have a friend in Los Angeles who sent me a, a Taylor's tape. <laughs> it's in my nightstand. Um, uh, <laughs> the, the thing is... If there are 10-inch dicks that are outliers on this curve, they are in the one in a million they are, or, they? or rarer yeah. category. There are not enough to populate the porn videos that we see, much less this fucking room. Like, you, you likely have not. You likely have never seen a 10-inch dick. You, for sure, if you're listening to us, don't have one. Like, it, Wait. It, it's, just, it's just so statistically improbable based on the data that we have. I would very much like to be proven wrong, but it's just not, it's just not out there. There are barely 9-inch dicks, much less 10-inch dicks. What I heard you say, though, is one in a million. That's still a decent number, that there are 10-inch dicks out there. They're just very, 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 very rare. Are any of them here this evening? <laughs> but that, the claim was not our Chicago audience will... You I, said no, they I, don't I, exist. I, I said that, and there were several head swivels. <laughs> it was really good. <laughs> <laughs> what I heard you say is it is very rare, but they exist. No. Yes, you said one in a million. There's more than a million people in the world. Fine, fuck you, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Did you, no, did, are you, so they exist. Great, we both agree. Great, great. Uh, unraveling size, unravelingsize.wordpress.com has a really good breakdown of the actual math involved here and uh, goes over even like the way that camera angles work and that it very much does decide uh, or uh, play a factor uh, the size of the person, right? Like a, a, a dick on a five foot two twink is gonna look different than on a seven foot basketball player. If it's the same right. size dick, it's gonna look gigantic on the little guy and it's gonna look normal on the bigger dude. Um, and you just get a shrunken down monster energy drink. Like, that's, that's what you do. You just get a smaller version of that can so that when... A absolutely. They, they have it's a... a trick. They, they, they have a ruler on their site that is uh, two... It's the same ruler, but on one side, is, it's one through 12 inches, and on the other side, it's one through nine, and it's labeled estimated versus actual, <laughs> which I think is great. Yeah. Uh, a couple of factors, though, that make it really difficult for people to just fathom penis size stuff. One, and I mentioned this on the dicks episode, one, uh, there's optics involved. When you look down at your own dick, you see an angle that is dramatically different than when you look out at other dicks, be that in porn or in the locker room or whatever, and you will psychologically underestimate your own penis size. Second, porn. Porn is dramatically skewed in the large penis uh, direction and that has an impact on your self-image. Third, uh, dildos. Dildos are not penises, y'all, and uh, <laughs> they are they are built differently than actual humans. Um, yeah, yeah, they are. <laughs> and I just I just want to put out there too that the idea that uh, penis size and race have any sort of of, of uh, correlation is not supported by the data. And uh, there are even some folks who will say that um, uh, the, the idea of the, the hung black dude is actually just a racist construction of the porn industry. Mm. 
uh, and, and black exploitation in, in especially the 70s. So uh, it, it's, really, it's really just racism to, to say that or, or especially put that on your profile. Don't fucking put that on your profile. Yeah, right. Anyway. Um, that's that's my. There are no ten inch dicks, Kyle. I stand by that. I'm not. I'm not persuaded. But we prove me wrong. Whoever wants to. I did okay as part of research for this episode. I did try to look at like find the what is the world's longest penis. It's not a category that Guinness has in its book, <laughs> actually. And one of the people that claims to have the I think it's like thirteen inches or something. Jonah Falcon. It, nope, there's another one that has oh, yet another a, one. Long, a longer one, but it's Great. mostly, all of it is foreskin. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's that, that's why, it, yeah. So I, could, I did not find, like, here's the world's longest penis, and, and I could disprove you. So unfortunately, I don't have hard data. Um, <laughs> that I, I, re, I don't know. Uh, I, I, will, I will say that uh, a, a blue whale's penis is... Uh, 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 about 16 feet long, or the largest blue whale's penis ever found was 16 feet long and <laughs> weighed about 700 pounds. There are no 16-foot penises. <laughs> That's my new thing. But it, it, it's at the Icelandic Phallological Museum. Oh. <laughs> which we should visit someday. We should try we to do a live show. Absolutely the, go there. From the Iceland Dick Museum. It'll be amazing. All right, what are you gonna, you're going to tell us about boner problems. Um, yeah, should I? Yeah. Okay. If you want to, I don't care. I only have a little bit. I think, <laughs> I, I do think it's important, like, uh, just like trying to use data to normalize the average size of boners, I think that normalizing erectile dysfunction is really important, and so I just have a couple stats that I'm going to share with you. Great, do it. Um, there, uh, stats are really hard to come by because, I said come. Okay, um, apparently they're very, <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, I... Uh, they're very hard to come by because everyone has different definitions of when it qualifies as ED and how to measure it and all that good stuff. So um, according to like the government website quotes that about 20% of men in the U.S. Um, have ED, um, but... <laughs> or 100% at my house sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, part of this is I take antidepressants, so yeah. I mean... Here we are, you know? Yeah, same girl. Yeah. Um, and I have major anxiety disorder or whatever the fuck, so, you know, I get this. Um, it is normal. It does not qualify as ED. In, I didn't know this. If, if you experience some kind of issue with erections in one in five, that's pretty normal, actually. That does not constitute an issue. It said that usually... One in five? Mm-hmm. Well, that makes me feel way better. Right? Yeah. That's just the thing that, like... It just happened, like, when people say, like, it happens to all guys, it literally does, and one in five is an about normal number, so that's not even categorized as ED. Huh. So usually they say when it happens in more than half of your sexual encounters, that's when it starts to qualify. Wow, okay. So the bar is very no, it, different it, than people imagine that it. That legit makes me feel better. Yeah, I'm thanks. having a catharsis right here in front of all oh. these strangers. <laughs> but honestly, like... It's really, um, I think we're taught as a society, we're acculturated as cis men anyway, to like always be rock hard and always be fucking and like it's a failing of some kind if you can't. Yeah. And like, I don't know, as a top sometimes anyway, like anal Ooh. sex is hard. Like, <laughs> like, it's, it's difficult to maintain an erection. And I'm in my 40s now. Like, I, thank God for pills. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I completely agree that it's, more needs to be more discussed and more okay and that yeah we care so much about what's the penis doing and penises and orgasms but like insects those two things it's like what's the penis up to especially like what's the top's penis up to and who's gonna come and when and that's all that it's about right and there is so much more fun things you can do that don't involve either of those things yep absolutely i've had them inside me i know <laughs> um i think that's all i had to say about it okay well, uh, I was going to talk briefly about some other boner problems. Uh, there's Peyronie's disease. Have you heard of Peyronie's disease, everybody? Uh, no. I don't know or if I'm saying said... it right, but uh, it, it's a connective tissue disorder. It's, it's basically a, a bent or excessively curved penis, but it, mm. it, it affects 
uh, 1 to 20% of men, and apparently becomes more common as you age. So it can kind of like start going in your youth and then like takes, takes, a, takes a hard turn as you, as you get older. <laughs> really? Um, yeah, but uh, the dude that it's named after, uh, Peroni, uh, his uh, Francois Gigot de la Peroni. Um, oh, I loved that. Yeah, but uh, uh, he was born in Montpellier, France in 1695, and I just loved it because uh, uh, he discovered and documented the disease, and that's why it's named after him. But uh, his bio says, quote, as a teenager, he studied philosophy and surgery, received his diploma as a barber surgeon, and became fascinated with phalluses, which later developed into a lifelong obsession. I mean, <laughs> whom among us, right? <laughs> And there's this problem with history of like, it's the 17th century, but he never married. And we know what that means, right? (laughs) Had lots of friends. Uh, But uh, another another thing that people don't necessarily know about that probably should, especially in this country where we over-circumcise, is phimosis and paraphimosis. So phimosis is when the foreskin won't retract over the glands when you get a boner. Um, and that can be corrected with surgery, or paraphimosis, which is the opposite, where it does retract, but then won't go back over your head and can, like, strangle the head of your penis. Um, and, oh, uh, bo- I like to get strangled, but... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> different kind of choking. Different kind, different, yep. Uh, and then preapism, which is a boner that won't go away. Mm. Um, if it lasts over... If it lasts over four hours. Over long, then yep. call your doctor. Yeah. Um, but yeah, th- those are those are some other boner problems, and um, I think that we need to talk about these things more. There's so much like shame wrapped up into things your dick does or doesn't do, or how it looks, or like the psychology of the whole thing. Um, and I, I really think that like talking about it can totally help. So. Yeah. And, I mean, men already don't go to the doctor when they need to because, I don't know, that you're supposed to be masculine and not be injured ever or just kind of deal with it, put up with it, and much less going into the doctor and being like, hey, here's the thing about my dick. You know, like, that's a, that's a weird conversation to have, and it shouldn't be. Yep. Yep. Uh, let's round this out with some fun shit. How about that? Okay. Yeah. Yep. Uh, favorite. What is your favorite euphemism for an erection? Oh my God, on a previous episode, someone sent in a hundred words and they sent in a list of a hundred different words for boner. Oh, you, you listen. <laughs> uh, the one that just really got to me is long dong silver. <laughs> I can't stop thinking about it. Yeah. What's yeah. yours? Uh, well, I have this list that comes from womenshealthmag.com, which I think is fucking hilarious. That's where it was. Uh, my favorite on their list, anyway, is, is uh, a Purple Home Wrecker. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? I think you know. <laughs> I guess. Okay. <laughs> um, should I? Well, can I tell you actually? Well, do you want to tell, tell you the rest of the list of those? Yeah. Okay, I actually found the same list because also found on Women's Health Magazine that, that article. There, um, a few others that they have, there's Morning Wood, which of course we know what that is. Uh, we went to Wood last night oh, with yeah. some, some folks, my fraternity brother Scott and his partner and their, and their friend, and uh, they asked what the topic was going to be, and I was like, if you only knew that we were eating at Wood right now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there apparently is... Uh, I, I haven't heard of most of these. There's the Night Ranger, which tends to show up at 3 a.m. <laughs> and it, they described it as uh, feeling like if you rolled over onto the TV remote in the middle of the night. <laughs> <laughs> there's, okay, this one, there's, they called it the uninvited guest, which is the classic, like I'm in a classroom and get an erection and then have to go stand up and do math at the board or whatever, which I never, that never happened to me. Like that... People talk about that and joke about that. Yeah, it ne- never happened to me. The other one that never happens to me, uh, but apparently is a thing, is a strenuous workout boner. Oh, hot. Like they're, they're, they're... Oh, I'll, I should go to the gym. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds great. There's a, there's, a, there's a video that I saw of a dude that, like, whenever he does pull-ups, he just, like, gets hard and starts jizzing. Oh, like, just do you... Hands-free, just from doing pull-ups. I was like, I, like, I would be jacked if that were possible. Like, <laughs> Can we? Can you and I just watch it now? Yeah, I don't. Okay. <laughs> we're in the <laughs> calm down, everybody. We're going to do some research. <laughs> yeah, live. talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> um, there's one called oral presentation, which is. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, that got me. It, it, right. it says the, the quality of your erection changes based on what kind of sex acts you're going to do. So oral, it's a little bit different. And they described it as watching a bouncy castle inflate. <laughs> um, Great. And then there's the solo artist, which is the erection that you get when you're jerking off. And sure. they, they called it the C plus student of the bunch. <laughs> oh, no. Well, you don't like you don't got to do No one has to see it. It doesn't have to do too much. It's it does its job and then you're done, you know. OK. Yeah. All right. Um, but can I actually tell you about three real kinds of boners? Please do. Okay, yes. those were. What, what, what if I just said no? No, <laughs> no. Get out. Okay, there are actually three kinds of boners. There is one called um, psychogenic, and that's one based on thoughts. When you think about fantasies or memories or what have you, that's the boner you get then. Okay. There is probably that's probably like over eighty percent of the boners I've ever had. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. right, right, right. Totally. There is nocturnal. Once sure. you got that's rolling over on the thing. Yeah. Um, Oh my god, I didn't turn my phone off. <laughs> Hold on, I got a reminder. Everyone, <laughs> calm down. Oh, I need to do a live show. <laughs> <laughs> Just got a reminder about it. If, if you rolled in right now, I would be so <laughs> mad at you. <laughs> okay, but I was going to talk about, the serious thing that I was going to talk about is the third thing is reflexogenic. That's when some, someone, something touches it and yeah. that stimulates arousal. Yep. Um, that's normally, that would be foreplay or masturbation. But the, the important thing to remember about that is that you can get a boner from things touching it, and that doesn't necessarily mean that's a different kind than the psychogenic, than I am thinking about something I am aroused. Yeah. And that's really important because things can touch your dick and it can get hard, and that doesn't mean you want it or like it or are into it. Yeah. And I think too often, we think that just because someone is erect, they think they, that is a sign that they want whatever is happening to them. And yeah. that's not always the case. And that's really important to know. I'm sorry if I fucked this up to anybody in, in, in the disability community. And when I was in high school, we had a, uh, a, a paraplegic gentleman come and speak to the, the, the class. We had an assembly or whatever. This has got to be like 94, 95, somewhere in there. And he had a just open mic Q&A thing. And of course, teenage boys being who they are, one of my classmates went up and said, if, if you can't feel anything from the belly button down, how do you have sex? Mm. And his answer was, passionately. <laughs> <laughs> but then he went on to describe the fact that there, it is a reflex and that he could not only get, get erect, but could, could have an orgasm. Mm. And that he didn't need to necessarily be able to feel his penis in the same way that, that, that an able-bodied person feels their penis for it to function. Mm. And I thought that, was really, that really stuck with me clearly, because here I am talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, uh, but yeah, yeah that's, uh, that's, that's that kind of erection that you're talking about. Yeah, absolutely. Interesting. All right, it's, it's almost shot time, Archer. <laughs> uh, get your shots, everybody, if you want to join us for the, uh, the break shot, because um, that's going to happen in just a second. Uh, sconge. Oh, my God. I wanted to talk about sconge real quick. Okay, what's... Thank you. What is sconge? Womenshealthmag.com says that that's on the list of, uh, of things, but that's a halfy. <laughs> like a half erection. Yep. Is a sconge. I had never heard that before. Neither, neither have I. But here we are. Uh, so did we do it? We talked about boners. Oh, yeah. We talked about boners a whole bunch. Uh, we're going to take a break, but it is, it's, it's, it's a joke break. It's literally like 10 seconds long, so don't do what fucking New York did and stand up and go smoke or whatever. It's like, we're, we're, we're not going anywhere. Well, I mean, if you want to leave, do what you want, but, but we're going to keep doing show up here. Yeah. Uh, but be, be sure to think of your gayest Australians because we're going to do that momentarily. Should we take a break? Yeah, let's take a break. Don't break my boner. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Cheers, Kyle. Oh, that was delightful. That was delicious. That was like grape juice and magic. It's better than a boner in my mouth. Better. Well, well I, I wouldn't sorry. go that far. <laughs> that was a lie, and I apologize. Uh, are, you, are you ready? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. So are we back? We're back. We're back. <laughs> Why did we start doing that ever? I told you. You told me? Yeah. What? I told you someday we're going to want to make these fuckers listen to ads, so we got to get them like trained that we take a break. <laughs> that was very smart. 
Yeah, now I'm going to talk about uh, now I'm going to talk about Brooklinen and it's a sheet company that sells fucking sheets. No, I'm not actually doing ads. <laughs> Betterhelp.com. Right yeah. Betterhelp.com/gayish. All right. Are we back? Yes, yes, we're back. We're back. Uh, we're going to do our gayish straightest. Uh, so be sure to have yours ready and um, Derek, our lovely assistant here is going to help you out uh, with the microphone and give you a mug. Um, but first, a uh, few programming notes. First of all, if you are listening to this because you get it a day early on Patreon, on Wednesday, the day that this drops for Patreon supporters, our Patreon happy hour is tonight at 6 p.m. Pacific time. There will be a Zoom link in the Patreon app that you should follow. We would love to see you. Patreon supporters at any level of support get to just hang out. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, so it's on August 2nd on Wednesday. So please come and join us. And then uh, this is stop number three on our six-city tour. Uh, we will be in San Francisco on August the 13th. We'll be in Los Angeles on September 10th. And then in Kyle's backyard in Houston yeah. on October the 15th. Yeah. So he's go to gayishpodcast.com slash live for tickets for all of those dates. Uh, speaking of which, our website is gayishpodcast.com. We are on all the socials and now on X <laughs> uh, at Gayish Podcast. Our hotline, you can send us text messages or leave us voicemails. It's 5855-GAYISH. That's 585-542-9474. Standard rate supply. Our email is gayishpodcast at gmail.com. And our physical mailing address is post office box 19882, Seattle, Washington, 98109. Uh, gayest or straightest time? Yeah, great. Yeah, let's do it. You want to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. Okay, right. my gayest is my phone is so often at under twenty percent. Oh, <laughs> that that is a that is a that is a stereotype of bottoms too. Just in case. <laughs> Sorry if I had to break the news to you, <laughs> but um, the straightest thing is the drain in my bathroom sink was slow moving. Oh, so. I put a like fucking bucket under and I got down on the ground and I unscrewed shit and it helped a little. <laughs> uh, maybe some Drano or something, do you think? Pro- yeah, probably. I should probably do more. No, it's like draining enough now that I don't have to do anything about it for a while. All right. Yeah. Uh, well, the straightest thing about me this week is giving Kyle plumbing advice. <laughs> Just. <laughs> <laughs> Your advice was pour some shit down the sink. Let's calm down. Uh, uh, no, the strangest thing about me this week, I was at work for a very, very long day on Wednesday doing an event in Bellevue, and uh, the parking garage broke. Like, my ticket didn't work in the thing, and I got so aggro. I, like, legit lost my shit and was yelling at the person, <sighs> like, just open the gate. Like, you can't keep me trapped here, because uh, there was no physical person there. They were like, we have to call somebody to come and approve letting you out or getting you a new ticket. I'm like, I, I had shit to do and places to be. I, like, I've never been so, like, verbally abusive to somebody oh my God, in my Mike. life. It was, like, <laughs> it was crazy how ag- aggro I got. I felt really bad. And then as soon as I got home, I was, like, so embarrassed. Like, <laughs> like, why, why was I like that? Uh, and then the, the gayest thing about me this week, actually, I think, was just hanging out as a gaggle last night. I said we went to Wood and sitting there around the table and everybody just talking about, like, Mommy Dearest and all the, the, the songs here at Sidetrack and, like, laughing about, like, is come vegan? And, like, <laughs> it, it was a really great conversation. But just it felt, it felt, very, it felt very gay to be in this, like, gaggle of, of, of gays together. It was a lot of fun. Absolutely. What? Okay, girl, this is going to be a whole episode. We can't, yes, <laughs> see our next episode. Uh, all right, if you are interested in doing your gayest and straightest, uh, then, like, show ahead. You're close. You're already here. Let's do it. And uh, if you could go up to Mike, say your name. If you're not from here, say where you are from, and then your gayest and straightest. Sure. All right, I'm Coda. I'm from Chicago, out here. Great. Um, all right, so my straightest was uh, sleeping with a very pretty girl this week. Oh, oh nice. Congrats. I know, right? Very surprising. <laughs> um, but my gayest was going home to my boyfriend to tell him about it. <laughs> <laughs> very nice. Very nice. Thank you. Thank you. Who Thank wants? you. Yeah. Oh, go for it. Hi, my name is Jacob, and I live in Chicago, and I dragged my husband here today. Oh, hi, husband. Um, uh, this, my gay, the gayest thing about me this week is that I booked a same day extra session with my therapist. (laughs) (laughs) 
And the straightest yep. thing about me is when I went to that uh, session at his second office, I remembered where I parked. <laughs> <laughs> That's <good>. amazing. <laughs> Love you guys. Thank you so much. Oh, thank uh, you. Thank and you. these things... Are great, but um, you talked a lot about length tonight. You didn't talk about girth, that's and these true. are going to give 68% of us p paper cuts. <laughs> that's true. You that's know, true. <laughs> DIY cutting. We, we, we made portable glory holes that are door hangers, and, like, you know, like, if you don't fit in that hole, congratulations. I guess. No, I'm kidding. It's, it's, pretty, it's pretty small. <laughs> it won't fit. Yeah. <laughs> it's bigger than, eight, than 10 inches. <laughs> uh, Ginger Stoltz, she, her, and my wife and Ainsley and I got married in December. Anyways. Congrats. Uh, Congrats. Yeah. She's get to keep, she gets to keep me, which I don't know why. Oh. Um, my straightest is that I am in a play in Indianapolis, where we're from, and I had to wear a full face of makeup. Don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> my gayest is actually a tribute to both of you, and she hates me for this. But uh, the other day, new listener, she is, she said, you know, spell come. <laughs> and so I spelled it for her. L-A-Y-D-O-W-N. <laughs> yes! <laughs> uh, amazing. Thank That's you so much. Day. Thank you. <laughs> uh, we have one more mug, so we have time for one more. Any Good takers? Work. Yeah. Oh, proximity wins, I think. Yeah, sorry, Scott. <laughs> yeah, go for it. Um, my name's Scott. I live here in Chicago. Uh, my gayest this week is that I danced shirtless at Charlie's last night. Oh, nice. Excellent. Uh, and my straightest is that I used my football voice at Bocce and screamed at my teammates because they were doing amazing. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. Thank you. Uh, that's awesome. I, I saw. I saw. We, we can do one more. We, yeah, we, come we on up. We don't have any. Up. We don't have any mugs, but we got plenty of stickers and and You're portable glory holes. You're doing this for free. Um, my name's Nick. I'm from Muskegon, Michigan, and you guys actually answered my qu second my question on my la latest mom explaining episode. Oh no way! Also with my boyfriend. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so my gayest is um, driving on the way here and. Like you guys were saying, seeing a bunch of hot, hot Charlotte's guys on the way here. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And my straightest was um, bitching about the traffic on the way here. <laughs> <laughs> road, road rage could be pretty straight. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you so very much. much. And congrats. Uh, great. We, Is we that did it? it? I, I think so. So uh, thank you to everyone for being here. My goodness. Uh, thank you to Brad and the amazing staff here at Sidetrack. Please be sure to tip well. Uh, so we do have some equipment to pack up, but we'll do that sort of leisurely. Uh, feel free to come say hi, and then we're just going to hang out for a while. So don't be a stranger. I uh, would love to, love to talk to you all, meet you all. Um, and uh, thanks to everybody that did their gayest and straightest from the audience. A uh, round of applause for those guys, if you could. Thank you. My, my friends Stephanie Ho and Nick for running the door. You're lovely. And uh, the people that give us money. And the super <laughs> Gapridgers who I say their name on every single episode. Thank you to Kit Oliver, Andrew Bugby, William Bryant, Christopher M., John Crowley, Stephen Porcio, Social Harry Shaw, Josh Copeland, Jonathan Montanez, Wadu, Forrest Nail, Patrick Martin, James Barrow, Steve Douglas, Explosive Lasagna, Michael Cuppington, Just JB, Kevin Henderson, Thomas B., Timothy Sora, Dusty Sands, A.E. Coleman, Chris Cachatorians, and Jerome York. Yeah, Jerome is right over there. Hi. Uh, that is it. This has been Gayish from Sidetrack in Boys Town, Chicago, Illinois, and the Chris Cachatorian Studios. I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. Until next week, be butch, be fabulous, be you. See you next week. See you next week. <laughs> <laughs>